Hello, Barely On Topic listeners. This is your fill-in host, Nick. This episode's a bit of a weird one. Uh, Due to reasons, only three of us can make it to this podcast. And that was Jeff, Kate, and myself. So, it's a bit of a short one, but that's okay. I often feel like we ramble too much anyway, but you guys keep on listening. So, I won't stop you. Anyway, uh... We mainly just talk about two things. Number one, we talk about that Boston Bruins at Carolina Hurricanes game. Why do we talk about it so much? It's because I was there, and I I had a blast, and that's kind of where the conversation begins in this podcast. Also, Jeff actually got to see Jake Zaboral play in person, and he gives us a scouting report. Um, His analysis is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, so it's a bit hard for me to make local OHL uh, hockey games. But hey, Jeff's Canadian-ish, so he was up there checking out the game. Then, of course, we conclude the podcast with a uh, bare necessities, but uh, we, we we don't really feel like drinking all that much, but that's okay. That's okay. And again, we start things off talking about Boston Bruins at Carolina. Enjoy. No, I was I was at the game. Absolutely loved it. Um, went with my buddy Brian Leary, um, which I know he's been mentioned before. Also went with uh, my bro Choby, his girlfriend, and my girlfriend. So we, we were a clan. We were a group, and we, we even got in a few fights just because we could. <laughs> it, it felt like a Bruins home game. Uh Bruins fans by far outnumbered uh, Canes. I would say about a three to one ratio. It was hard to find red there. There were there was red, and there, it was called empty seats. Their seats happened to be red. Great game for a Bruins fan. Horrible game for a Canes fan. I had a great view of every single Bruins goal because they all scored at my uh, my end of the ice each time. But by oh. far the most beautiful thing I've ever seen at a hockey game was uh, Valeski's first goal. Because we could just see him coming out of the Bruins zone. I'm like, he's, he's going, he's got some speed. He's a big boy. He's got some speed. He does the self-pass, um, gets around the Canes defender, and he must have had three inches to shoot. He had a three-inch space. That's the, Anywhere else, it's either going wide or Ward makes the save. So he had just a little sliver of space. And I heard that ping, hit back crossbar, goal. Like, oh, the, we didn't even cheer. We just all went, oh. Oh my God! Oh, like that, and then we, then we clapped. Bolesky uh, is such a it was such a good signing. Like, oh my like, God! Seriously, yeah. like holy shit! No one could have expected him to be this fantastic. Oh no! Yeah, and everyone was so thinking he was off, five. He was offered more. He was offered over four by the uh, by the Ducks. Hmm. I'm not complaining. Oh yeah, no, no not either. <laughs> like, like, like just holy shit! It's just such a good yeah. signing, such a good deal. And you know, he's got his trade protection drops in. In intensity after this season, and then it goes away completely in two years. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing on, on game there is Bleski's dad because I I know we're turning over the goals because we had it on in the background while we're yeah. doing something else. Bleski's dad was just so so pumped at both times that that, that match scored. Oh. <laughs> that was really cute. That was so cute when they showed the dads. I have a lovely little story about that. I've been holding this one. I haven't told you all about this. So I. Uh, I wanted to see the Bruins load onto the bus to, to go, I guess, to the airport hotel, wherever they're going. 
um, I forgot that they're bringing their dads along. And then I looked at an Instagram post, which explained why they had two buses. Let me tell you, Tuka Rask, even in pitch black, you can tell where Tuka Rask is. He's, like, his face just glows. And so, <laughs> so he is an elf. He is, he is, man. He is. And all the dads were still wearing their son's jerseys. The players, of course, were already in their suits and ties and stuff. Um, so when Tuka came out, crowd went wild. And uh, we all started uh, screaming, two U's, two K's, and then on, and on the two points, we just yelled it as loud as we could, bloody murder style. And <laughs> Tuka's just, you know, waves, stank, you know, doesn't, doesn't even say anything. Just kind of waves, and it's like, okay, cool. Uh, but then, after we still we start chanting, Tuka, 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 his dad runs out of the bus, turns his jersey around, and points to, to, to Rask. <laughs> and we went wild. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, it was a very, very good game. Uh, I, I missed a lot of Tuka's big saves because um, they were happening at kind of at the other end of the ice. But there was one where he slid from post to post, and uh, I guess he got it would have been got a glove on it. There, there were some down down moments of the game. None of them actually relating to what was happening on the ice. The couple in front of me were arguing the entire game. They happen to be Bruins fans, though. Someone in the same section as me, not the same row, uh, there was a group of four Bruins fans, and after uh, Bolesky got his second goal, they all, got, they all got the big beers, which, by the way, cost 11 bucks. And I believe it. <laughs> six fifty for for twelve for twelve dollars at the Mooseheads game yesterday. For twelve ounces. Six six fifty for for sixteen ounces, rather. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that was for like a Bud Light. If you wanted the good beer. Like from a local brewery, it just said market price. I'm like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Like I did all my, what is I it? Did all my, Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, <know. laughs> I did all my drinking before the game in the parking lot anyway, like a good fan should. But Bolesky's second goal, which was a good one because at that point, these Bruins fans all got up, yeah, cheered. Beer spillage. <laughs> Beer spillage. And it fell on a Canes fan. And. The Canes fan was very upset and wanted at least these guys to apologize. And they said, ah, I'm sorry, man. But they, it was not a sincere apology. They got security involved. Oh, man. Um, security's like, you need to apologize right now for purposely <laughs> spilling your beer on them. And they're like, we said it was an accident. Yeah. Come on. Well, they started to say F you at the uh, security. <laughs> they got kicked out. And um, as they were got kicked out, all the Bruins fans were started to cheer. Let's go Bruins! And we're like giving them pats on the back, start throwing money at them so they can get more beer. It was oh pretty cool. <laughs> I remember uh, that happened to me when I was um, I was at a Kings game and it was against the Blue Jackets and somebody spilled their beer on me and they were just like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry!" And one of my friends was like, "You were okay with that?" And it's just like you know they apologize, but you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. You've got to prepare yeah. for those things because. They fill up those beers pretty big, and everyone yeah. is drunk anyway. And as long as it didn't go like uh, right on my head, I'm okay. And go I think, oh no, it's all right. This is what bothers me about Kane's games, though. They try to. They says it's a family venue, not a fans venue. So <laughs> if you curse, you will get yelled at by security. Oh my god! You cannot bang on the boards at a Kane's game. Well, that is annoying, but still. Oh no, my god. It's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> A lot of Bruins fans were really weirded out and in a bad, kind of not a bad mood, a bit of a sour mood at the end of the game because 
I, I'm used to it. I, I, I've seen probably the Bruins play 20 times, one of them in Boston, one of them in Atlanta, 18 of them in Raleigh. So it's like I'm used to it. That's my home arena. But yeah, it, it, uh, some Bruins fans that flew down to see the game because it was still cheaper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were a bit weirded out. I would be too. The whole family thing. It was just like, you don't take your kid to a hockey game and like not expect and you know expect things to be just like yeah. G-rated. You know, you can't do that. So speaking of G-rated, <laughs> I went to I broke my rule and I actually went to the restroom during the game. Went during the intermission. One Bruins fan was super drunk, probably in his 60s. He went he at the urinal, he went full like 5-year-old style. Just pulled down his pants to his knees and peed into the urinal. Like, oh yeah. You 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 fat a bit too much, my friend. Still gave him a high five. He was a Bruins fan. I don't care. No, it, I I had a great time. The camaraderie was fantastic. Um, I mean, I assume you, I've been to home games before for other sports, and yeah, your team wins and you still high five each other, but it's still not an away game uh, where fans, no matter what, will cling together. It just happened to be that almost all the fans were Bruins fans, so you had this super camaraderie and just everyone was on your side. It was. Very, very fantastic. And Canes fans, you're complaining about us taking over your arena? Well, tell your season ticket holders to actually go to the games instead of selling them on StubHub. And then maybe it won't be so bad. So the Eric Stahl trade just went through, and it's yep. two seconds and a prospect who was taken in the third round last year. Yep. That's um, that's, that's not a great good return. Friend. Oh. I was thinking, <laughs> well, because, okay, if you go by reputation as Eric Stahl, that's a gar- that's not a very good return compared to his actual play. That's a pretty good return. So yeah. that's a there's there there's a perception versus reality thing here. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Kane's fans, like believe it or not, there are a few diehard Kane's fans. I know them. They're great people. I unfortunately don't really go to the games with them though because it just would be too much animosity. Um, I go to games with them though that don't include the Bruins. So it's great. Mm-hmm. They've been calling for his trade for three years now. Jeez. Oh, uh, and they also want to get rid of his brother too, um, who's got Jordan, ages eight. He's overpaid badly, but he he does what he does excellently, but he's not paid appropriately for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, it's horrible. You know <laughs> what? I still I still suspect he goes back in free agency. You think so? Huh. Eric Stahl is going to the Rangers for two for two seconds and a prospect, some Finnish guy, Sarala or something, um, who was taken in the third round last year. And they're still in, they are second in the Metro by a large margin, actually. They have 78 points. Next place is is the Isles with 73. Um, And what they is, they have the cap space to make this happen because they're probably going to have Rick Nash on LTIR until the playoffs. There's that rule again. It's greasy, but there it is. (laughs) Good for you, Eric Stahl, going to a bona fide playoff team. I don't think the Canes, though they're, I think, as I checked last night, uh, two points out. Um, four points out now. And Pittsburgh's in the second wild card with 70, and they have 66. Yeah, mm. the games played is going to be something very difficult for them to make up. Oh, yeah, and Pens have three games in hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure Falk will take over the captaincy for the Canes uh, in the offseason. He's one the he's an absolutely phenomenal defenseman. Um really one of the few bright spots offensively for the Canes. Uh, and here he is playing uh, the blue line. 
So their defense is going to be freaking lethal in a few years. Oh my god! Because they, they yeah. have because they also still have what's his name, uh, uh, Hayden Flurry and juniors as well. Yep. So damn. <laughs> they um, it's just an offense they got to work out, and honestly, goaltending. I I, the, I uh, Ward will be gone. There's no way he's coming back. Um. And I'm love. I I would love to say lack is their answer, but I think he lacks the skills. Mm. Oh, I'm funny. <laughs> I'm so good. There's but, a couple interesting goalies that are going to be free agents this year. So like, <laughs> he lives. Uh, actually, uh, Raleigh's got some good, good taco places. Raleigh's a great city. You know, they well, do the, have. Kings you know, have an interesting goaltending prospect in Nijakovic. Uh, um, hmm. So you know, they have a future maybe. Uh, I always is it um is it yeah Reimer, who just got sent to the Sharks? Yes. Almost for for, for less than nothing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm happy for him. He was like roasted in Toronto unfairly. Again, I, well, I, 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 I stand by my description of his exit yesterday because that just makes me smile. Yeah, he, like as you said, he left out of there in a convertible with uh, the solo <laughs> the free. Freebird just blasting, <laughs> which is why I think he'll sign with Carolina in the offseason. Interesting. I think that's you know. Here's the thing: is his 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 board again Christianity will probably play well in 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 in, in the South too. Oh, I didn't know that about him. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's a very very religious guy. Mm, I didn't know I that. Was, I thought he was a Mennonite, not born again Christian. But uh, oh, I don't know, like but. He's yeah. a, in any case, he's very Jesus-y, so yeah. it's quite well. If he's a Mennonite, <laughs> there is a, a community of Mennonites in North Carolina, so that makes sense for him to move I here. I think he was raised Mennonite, but isn't or something to that effect? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't really know, but I just heard that he had a Mennonite background, so... Yeah. I used to work for a Mennonite family um, working on upholstery. <laughs> nice, And a okay. tidbit about my life. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> So, um, last night I went to um, uh, see the Halifax Mooseheads play the St. John Sea Dogs, um, in partly to uh, do some scouting on Jakob Zaboral. So, Zaboral, uh, I saw him play last year uh, at the end of the season. He and uh, his uh, defense partner, Thomas Chabot, were both um, uh, projected to uh, be first-rounders, which they both were, but middle of the thing with um, uh, Zaboral going 13th to the Bruins and Chabot going somewhat later to the Sens. I don't remember the pick off the top of my head. And the Bruins caught some flack for that pick at the time, which is dumb because, frankly, at the time, Zaboral was rated higher than Chabot. And from what I'd seen at the time, that uh, Zaboral was better. He seemed to be the one running the show on that on their defensive pairing, playing top line minutes for for the Sea Dogs, where they ran over, where, where they did bad things to the to, to the um, uh, Mooseheads. And that was when the Mooseheads weren't terrible yet because they still had Nikolai Eller, Ehlers and 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 Timo Meyer, both of whom are, of course, no longer with the team. So. But this year he's been having a rough season. His scoring was way down, and uh, he'd read some things. But he he played well at the World Juniors, but hasn't been great in the queue this year. So I was really wondering why, because uh, out of our three first two defensemen picked in the first two rounds, Zaboral was clearly looking like the least good of the three. Arguably supposed to be the best overall compared to Carlo and and, and Lazan, but not having a great season. So I went and watched, and there were some things that stood out to me. For one thing, he wasn't getting top-pairing minutes anymore. He's playing... Mm. Uh, he and, and, and Chabot seem to be playing third-pairing minutes. Unfortunately, uh, the QMJHL uh, website doesn't post uh, time on ice for uh, skaters, so I can't speak to that for sure. It just felt like they were not on the ice very much. 
The second one is that he was not getting first unit, first unit power play time. In fact, there was a... don't remember seeing him even on the second unit much. He did score a goal late, later on in the power play, and I think it was because the guy that was usually in that spot was in the box at the time. And it was a nice goal, you know, you know a nice um, a garbage goal from, from just off, off the side of the slot. But overall, he was hanging back a lot, like really hanging away from the play, just seemed to be a bit floating a fair bit. And anytime he'd get the puck, he just made boneheaded decisions. Uh, you know, uh, he'd handle it well, and he skated fluidly, but he'd try to go right through guys, and we'd always get knocked off the puck as a result of it. Now, I will say the hanging back bit, uh, it did seem that a lot of the defensemen were doing that, so that might be at least partially a Sea Dog Systems thing. Hmm. But he's playing, seems to be playing not great minutes now, and he's not getting the power play time, and he's hanging back and makes boneheaded decisions. He's got a, I hate to say this, reminded me a bit about Bart, a bit of Bartowski. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is a scary, com- a scary comparison to make for a guy that we picked 13th overall. Um, I was big booster of him going into the draft last year and i've been saying i'm willing to revise and apologize for that attitude and i think i kind of stand by it um having seen lazon play earlier in the season lazon is a much much better player you i accept your apology thank you Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's interesting because chabot's been tearing up the league this year his his defensive partner in fairness, I had thought they'd been read they'd been split up, but they were playing together almost exclusively, except on the power play this tonight, last night. Including they played together on the penalty kill. Yeah, Chabot was doing it too. Chabot was jumping into the play more than Zaboral. Maybe that's that is his role. Chabot's more the puck handler, whereas Zaboral was more the shutdowner guy. At least that was their ostensible role last year. He's got a lot of good tools. There's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a good player in there somewhere, but he's not putting it together. Which again is why I'm worried about him being a lot like Bartowski. Again, Barr had a lot of good skills, just could not put it together at all because he mm. had absolutely no hockey sense and bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Bad luck, Bart. Do you think maybe the change of of his uh, play is maybe due to a coaching philosophy change? I don't know. What what do you, what do you think? I don't think so, no, because Sea Dogs did fairly well last year, and there isn't a ton of usually isn't usually a ton of uh um, turno- coaching turnover in the, in the CHL, um, with the obvious exception of, you know, absolute shit shows like whatever hell's going on in Flint right now in the, in the OHL. <laughs> Have you given up hope? I hope not. I'm not giving up. I'm just... I was disappointed to see it, and I understand... Now, having seen it, I know why his numbers haven't looked great this year. It's because if he's playing like that a lot, it's just not great. I said, I'm not giving up. I'm just like, okay... We need to temper our expectations, uh, which, to be fair, it's prospect. You always should. Getting overly hyped on prospects, which people do all the time, is always a bad plan. Mm-hmm. Um, as even Ludicky, who is a prospect guy, warns us to warns us to be careful about. I think it'd be really cool to have two guys with the last name Z uh, playing for the Bruins, particularly on the blue line. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Saboral makes the Bruins on the timeline where. Chara is still playing, unless unless Chara signs for pennies on the dollar at the end of his contract, which I wouldn't rule out. I would actually no. be, yeah, a bet, betting man. I'm betting for that. Cheap contracts, like we're talking million five for yeah, yeah, one yeah. year. But it's like, but if it's that, yeah, but cheap, cheap. Maybe maybe with some maybe with some incentives, but we'll see. Two more years out, he is he's slowing down, but he's still very effective ultimately. So, and if he's cheap, no, it, it, you wouldn't notice those mistakes. Right. I still think, I, I mean, not to derail too much, I still think Chara is extremely good. We're just used to seeing him very, very extremely good. And he's yes. not very, very extremely good anymore. 
he's still a, a top defenseman on almost uh, on most teams. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. It's just he's not the top defenseman on every team right. as he would have been a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Very well put. You know, we have a lot of good defensive defensive prospects too. Remember, I mean, we're gonna soon enough. We're gonna start seeing some signs of uh, Grelchik and Algera, whether or not they finish their college, their, their full years in school and sign in the summer or sign right at the end of their seasons. And then we got the three we picked last year. Our, our defensive future is good because with those five, the odds of more than about three of them not panning out are pretty low. I think. Mm. Power of numbers. Yeah, and that's a pretty good ratio. Two out of five. It'd be that's fine, and if we do better, that's awesome. So, <laughs> I gotta say, we had we had some hot takes on this podcast, <laughs> some insider information. But uh, with that said, what we got coming up this week? What's what's happening? Okay, so this um, week we got a variety of games. Um, Technically, we have one in a few hours. This is also mm-hmm. true. Yeah, uh, we play. Uh, so we so we have a. Uh, so we have the Lightning in a couple hours. Um, <clears throat> then we got Calgary on Tuesday. Oh, fun! <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably miss Dougie's homecoming because a trivia night. Oh. That's a, that's a bummer for me because you know I'm, I'm, I'm right. an unapologetic Dougie fanboy. Chicago Black on Thursday. Hawks and then First the Capitals. This, yeah. Oh, oh my God. So God, yeah, that's a, that's that's a that's a meat grinder week with the exception of possibly Tuesday. And actually, the week after is a, a pretty savage one, too. Uh, Cats and Tampa back-to-back next Monday, Tuesday. Mm. Um, I'm taking a week off from the boxed wine. I'm even taking a week off from the Coors and cheap beer because I have no rec league hockey games. So I'm going to my old standby, Pellegrino and LaCroix water. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> Fine. More for me. Supply and demand. You're keeping the demand low. Keep the price low for me. We, I can appreciate your opinion. No problem. I'll I'll go with Pellegrino. I mean, I um I'll probably just get the whole bottle and chug it like I do boxed wine. But there you go. I mean, then I'll be like, oh, and I'll just burp a lot. It'd be fun. I don't like carbonated water, like uh, just uh, just seltzer or or, or 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 club soda. Not my jam. Again, you keeping the demand low. <laughs> price is low for me. I can respect your opinion. Go well, this it. is going to be anticlimactic. Um, I don't have a plan. I was debating taking the week off, but that was before I looked at the schedule and uh, <laughs> Hawks and Caps, huh? <laughs> yeah. So um, and a potential I, trade before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, they got two guys that are going to be all like hab smelly. <laughs> Mm. Um, like, 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 seriously, they're gonna stink the place up with those two fuckers. So, particularly Weiss. Oh God, uh, Dale Weiss. <laughs> Worst so, hair in hockey. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't have a plan, but uh, that might change uh, when I go grocery shopping between now and the and, and and the the Tampa game. I don't know. So, yeah, that was anticlimactic. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have in my fridge a lot of uh, Dasani mixed berry sparkling water. And some cranberry lemonade. And if, you know, Don Sweeney just totally drops the ball, it'll probably be like a rocky road and Everclear kind of week. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Maybe vodka. Vodka's great. Well, that does that does it. There's only three of us this week. Um, so we've talked about the bare necessities. Good stuff there. Good stuff there. 
Um, now we do our general conclusion stuff. Again, this is barely on topic. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, that pretty much does it for your listening needs. If you want to interact with us, we're also on Facebook as Barely on Topic. And we're also on Twitter. We're really, really active on Twitter. And we are called Barely on Topic on Twitter. There you go. Uh, when we're not on Twitter, we're not on Facebook. You can find us hanging out at a website called Bobby to Bergie. Uh, excuse me, Bobby to Bergie, as in Bergeron, Bergeron. Bobby to Bergie.com. You can find us hanging out there. Uh, it's not really our website. It's just kind of our hangout spot. Uh, some of the contributors to this podcast write articles for that website. Um, me personally, I just kind of hang out on Twitter all by myself. <sighs> Again, Timmy couldn't make it. So uh, uh, how do we end it again? Did you guys listen to any of the reverb I added?